Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how hot, it is, but hot, yeah. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. I want to welcome you to another exciting broadcast of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday right here at 10 a.m. That would be Eastern time. So we are glad that you're on the show. We're excited about our topic coming up today. And, I, I mean, I wake up with a breath of excitement every day. And I actually theme my days. Well, we're going to call this Super Saturday, and you should do that as well. You know, have theme your days, name it, claim it, put it into practice, put it into existence, put it out there. You know, faith is evidence of things unseen, so you're going to put it out there. So I, I name my days Super Saturday, Soulful Sundays, Marvelous Mondays, Terrific Tuesdays, Wacky Wednesdays, Thirsty Thursdays, and Freaky Fridays. Fabulous Fridays, if you will have it. But name your days. Claim your days so you can walk out and wake up in greatness and walk into your destiny. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, being empowered and walking in it. We want to empower some people today as we move through our topic, which is generally recognized and celebrated this month. And I I tend to like celebrations. Some people kind of think that, well, you know, I don't, I don't need national celebrations. I don't need the country to document and indicate what I need to celebrate. And that's cool because some people are out there all year long doing things for their community, volunteering, you know, feeding the homeless, helping with, with housing issues and, and all kind of teen support groups and battered women groups and veterans groups. And that's a great thing. You know, that that's good. If you're out there doing it every day, you're making a difference. Um, kudos to you. I'm sure that your life is being blessed in other ways because it always happens. That's just the power of God. That's how he does, you know. And if you're out there doing those things and empowering someone and changing someone's lives, kudos to you. But there are some of us. That needs to be reminded of things that we should be doing. And sometimes you find your purpose and passion in that one event. You know, you may have never thought about doing something before. You may get out there and walk for breast cancer or or do something else, and you realize that, wow, I'm passionate about this. I like doing this. And then you find your true, true spirit in, in supporting that group, and you find your calling. So, don't be afraid to step out there and try some new things, but do do something because it's all about each one, teach one. Today we're going to be covering a very hmm, a very emotional topic today. It is a topic that 
we've seen probably more incidents than we'd want to. We've seen things on the news and the media. We've seen these acts of violence committed on women and children um, by local celebrities, football players, and even people that we know in our families. But it is time that we rise up together and put a stop to domestic violence. And some of us who are lucky enough to have not been exposed to that kind of behavior often say, why not leave? Why not leave? Because if that was me, I would have been left. If that was me, you know, I would have done this, I would have done that, I would have, would have shot his head. You know, we often have a, a comment about it. But there are people, there are women stuck in that scenario day in and day night and cannot leave or feel that they cannot leave. And throughout this show today, or by the end of this show, we will talk about one of the main reasons they feel that they cannot leave. So let's talk about domestic abuse, because I wanted to find some documented history on this. I'm, I'm a fact finder kind of person, so I always kind of go and research things and look for facts. And I said to myself, I wanted to put out there the first time that domestic abuse has been documented. And here's what I found. 753 B.C. Yeah, that's right. As early as 753 B.C. In Rome, wife beating was accepted under the laws of chastisement. And what that law states was that any husband had the absolute right to physically discipline his wife by law. A husband is held liable for crimes committed on his wife. And the law was designed to protect the husband. So there were laws of chastisement that permitted the husband, and he was not held liable for any crimes that he committed on his wife. And they generally used a rod or a switch to discipline, or I'm sorry, chastise their wives. As long as the circumstances were to the point that the evidence of the chastisement was not, I'm sorry, as long as, what it it says was that if he committed to discipline or chastising his wife, for example, she may have done something and he may have caused harm to her. For example, he could not have blacked her eye or broken her nose or broken her arm for something minor. So what they looked at was as long as the supposedly act that she did um, was equivalent to the abuse that she encountered, it was okay. And he made that decision, and, and the law will look upon that. So it was permitted as early as 753 B.C. Then I went on to research other information, and then I found that on around 1824, a decision was made by the Mississippi Supreme Court that allowed a husband to administer only moderate chastisement in the case of an emergency. 
and that was what was done in the United States. And that was as early as 1824. So, and then the other law was it was in England, but it was the first documented um, historical case of domestic violence or laws of chastisement. And then to my surprise, I went on searching for more information, and I found that in 1882, Maryland was the first state to pass a law that makes wife beating a crime which the spouse or husband was punished by 40 lashes or a year in jail. And that's 1882 in the state of Maryland. I was surprised because I I kept trying to understand where did this mindset come of tolerating it? Why do we pretend it's not happening? Why do we overlook it? We have people in our family who are being abused, and we know that this is happening, and we choose to do nothing. And I, I had a hard time processing that. You know, I, I had an instance where I had um, a family member, a male family member, who had an encounter with an alleged, I'm going to say alleged, an alleged abusal situation where he supposedly or allegedly, you know, physically put his hands on hit his girlfriend at the time, and she called uh, me and another family member, I think it was my sister, and and we went over to see what's going on. And in the midst of us going over there, which is what we need to do, people, we need to go over there. When something is going on, it's not that, oh, she's going to be back with them, because I think that when men know that there are no consequences to their actions, they they tend to uh, participate in it or or they will act on this woman or physically harm her if they feel that they have no consequences, whether she go back with them or not. So we go over there. Now, the male is my family member now, and this is his girlfriend. This wasn't even a wife. We got there and, and, and found out that, you know, through them arguing that he had put his hands on her, we went off on him, went off on him, you know, and did not and showed that we are not going to support this. I don't care what she did. I don't care what happened. So we we jumped him, went off on him. But but what I'm saying, the point I'm making is that men need to know that there are consequences. So we need to stop sitting there allowing our our male family members to verbally abuse people that we know. If you if you, if you see it, it's for you to act on it. I, I think that that's how God reaches us. If I observe it, it's for me to act on it, especially if you feel passion in your heart that you need to say something, because sometimes you just never know if that will be the voice that will change the behavior. Sometimes it's a little deeper than that, as we as we are learning that some men who are committing abuse are have been abused themselves. They've been, you know, they they had a father who did it, or you know, or witnessed their mom being abused, and then they grow up to, you know. Uh, do this behavior as well. But in any event, it is no longer accepted, women. You do have a way out. There are laws in place now that, you know, will support you in in fighting back. And so I say that, you know, I, I gave the history of it, but I am not promoting it. I'm not condoning it. And I just wanted to understand the mindset of why people sit back and let this happen. Because at some point, it it was the law that, that men could do this. 
this is no longer the law, and I don't know how I could stress that any further. It is no longer the law, and women, you do not have to deal with this anymore. In 1945, California passed a law that says any husband who willfully inflicts upon his wife resulting in traumatic conditions or any person who willingly inflicts upon any child or cruel or inhumane corporal punishment or injury resulting in a traumatic condition is guilty of a felony. And that was in 1945 in California. And then shortly after that, five years later, the Civil Rights um, they began to act on domestic violence as well. They had a movement that they challenged the country by laying a foundation for the feminist movement, and that began in 1950. So it then became nationally recognized that women, men were not allowed to abuse their, their women. As you know, we've seen things in the media uh, about NFL players doing it, uh, Chris Brown with the famous case where he had um, fighting against, um, you know, the, that Rihanna situation. And, and so I just want to say that it's happening as young as, you know, 19, 20-year-old couples who are having these issues. And so we we got we to gotta stand up and, and, and make these men accountable and, and force them to get the help that they need. Statistics say that one in four women report experiencing domestic violence in their lifetime, one in four women. Statistics also states that 2 million injuries and 1,300 deaths are caused each year as a result of domestic violence. And this statistics was for 2013. So domestic violence is pushing its way it is increasingly causing deaths, causing harm, causing injury. So it does affect our our social, economic, ethnic background, our cultural background. So it is affecting us. And so we, we do need to begin to take action, stand up, fight for something. But we, we need to do this. I feel that we do need to do this. And I know there are some of you out there who are hurting <clears throat> and uh, want to get involved or, or looking for a cause to do something because you may have experiences in your family as well. So I, I strongly encourage us to get more involved, speak up, say something. And there is a <clears throat> there is a national organization or national support system in place now, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But before we get into that, I just want to point out a couple of things that, A couple of, I guess I would say a couple of behavior patterns that you will notice for those who who are leery about whether someone is experiencing domestic violence. Here's a couple of things that you may notice about a person who is being abused. They may talk about their partner's temper, jealousy, or possessiveness, or you may observe it. They may also do things like call their partner to tell them where he where where she is and what they're doing. Now I I know a few of you can really relate to this. You have a girlfriend and every time you go somewhere she's call oh, are we here or he's calling, where you at? What you doing? Who you with? 
Now, some women who are feel lucky enough to have a man with them, you know, they they, they buy into this and this cycle. <clears throat> this cycle of abuse is is it, 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 it's definitely a cycle because it starts with that. It starts with the control. It starts with the possessiveness. And women who've been single who are finally dating someone, and he's calling and checking in on you and checking up on you. Oh, he loves me. He he just wants to see where I am. Be careful, ladies. Be careful with that. You know, if 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 it it you should not feel that you have to check in. And for him to begin requiring to do that is something that you need to monitor and, and be concerned about. Another thing that a person who's, who's being abused may do is <clears throat> worry about how their partner will react to certain things. Oh, I thought I heard him get home. I've been out too late. He's going to be upset, you know, things like that. And 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 I know that it may be more difficult for a woman to get out of this. I'm putting this out there because if you are beginning to date a person and you see this, then you may need to get out earlier before you have invested so much time and emotion into that relationship. So those are some kind of things that you need to point out and and, and mention to him and then begin to look into his background and talk more about his family system to kind of see if this is a concern. Because if he's doing these things, statistics have shown, research has shown that those are traits of a person who is abusive. We've seen women who are challenging these men who feel courageous enough to leave, and they have left the abusive relationship. Some of them have left with bodily harm and and permanent injuries. Some of them have left by way of retaliating to the point that they are incarcerated. You know, maybe they've suffered and endured this kind of behavior so long that it's to a point that they've committed an act of crime on him by killing him, shooting him, stabbing him, and they are incarcerated. But we want to empower women to make these decisions before so much abuse has happened to maybe, you know, save a life, save their lives, you know, save his life without breaking up family homes with women having to leave their children and things like that based on criminal punishment. So we want women to think quickly, uh, look at the signs of abuse a little more early in a relationship, and then you make a conscious decision that this is not a man that I want to give my heart to. That a friend or a family member is in an abusive relationship Talk with her about it, you know, bring it up to her, you know, and, and remember that all you can do is talk with them about it because the person who's being abused has to make the decision to leave. So as much as we want to go and rescue them, we can't. They have to make the decision to leave. They have to be empowered to leave. But I, I think that we should let the the man know that we are aware of his abusive behavior Sometimes they say that, you know, once, you know, if someone finds out, you know, then that he's upset and he's mad and, and, and he takes it out on, on her. But I, I think that if we don't and we pretend it's not happening, we are enabling them. 
We are definitely enabling them. Why not leave? Why not leave? Why do women not leave these kinds of relationships? Survivors often return to the abusive relationships because they can't support themselves and their children. To them, it seems that it's safer for them to stay in that environment as opposed to to leave and think of the life of struggling or the life of poverty because they don't have resources. It is through that cycle of madness that they may not be employed, may not be working, not have any income, have access to any resources because that cycle of madness, he's alienated you from your family. So you're not even talking to anyone anymore because when you were having a relationship with people and happy and healthy, he complained about it. And so what did you do? You stopped doing those things. You stopped calling your girlfriend. You stopped going to your family events and put you in a place of isolation. And so that has affected you in a way that now that it's time for you to reach out, you're reluctant to do so. And women have have done that, and then because of that, they, you know, that cut off an avenue for them to get resources to leave. Domestic violence affects one in four women in their lifetime. That's more than breast cancer. Can you believe that? And most people think that it's only physical abuse. But as we talk about why not leave, we're learning that they they feel that they can't leave because of the financial constraints. And what I love about what's going on now is that there is an act out there called the Purple Purse Challenge. Purple is the color of domestic violence awareness, and you usually see that with the purple ribbon. Well, there's a project now by the Allstate Foundation which they're utilizing a woman's purse, the Purple Purse Challenge, because the purse is a strong symbol of a woman's femininity, of power, financial well-being, and a sense of ownership. And so they're utilizing this to send the message to support women, financially support women who are dealing with domestic violence and helping them to get out. Allstate has put this, uh, well, they kind of put this in place and they're making it fashionable for women to talk about domestic violence. And so if you see people with purple purses or they have a keychain and I purchased one myself and you can hang it on your purse, meaning that you're supporting this cause and usually do it with a financial, some kind of financial donation. And this this helps women who have been trapped in these abusive relationships. I think it's a great program. I, I know women personally who have, I've spoken to women personally who have utilized um, or relied upon this avenue, and it has helped them tremendously, and they're out speaking out about it. Kerry Washington, who's currently an ambassador for Allstate, she's doing videos, she's doing YouTube um, videos, and, and they're out where she's supporting it, and she's even created a purple purse. So you may see that out there. And you may want to purchase one, carry one, uh, do whatever you need to do, but but support this cause so we can help these women financially uh, so that they can have a breakthrough and walk out of the abusive relationships. So my challenge to you is to open your heart and your wallet 
to support domestic violence. We need these organizations. We need a venue. We need a way to support our women and help them get out there and, and, and be empowered and, and be free, free of this. The 2014 Purple Purse Challenge is a huge success, but there's still more that you can do, I can do, we can do in our community to help these women. And for those of you who may need the number, let me provide that for you. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. And that's 1-800-799-SAFE, which is also 7233. All state sponsors is Purple Charms that you can hang on your purse. So check them out as well. Check out their website and, and order it. There are a lot of, um, although this is the last weekend for the October awareness, there's still other events going on, and you can still support the, these causes. So although the, the national awareness may end, but you can still promote local communities and organizations who are trying to assist women. A study done by Rutgers University showed that the domestic, um, this act is moving. It is moving ahead, and it is helping survivors become more independent. So I love to hear that great things are happening, and it's affecting our people, and, and it's working. So let's support them in their efforts by doing that. I want to thank you for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Soy today. I hope that you've gotten some information about the history of domestic violence as we talked about where it originated and how it's documented as early as 753 B.C. and where it is today. It's grown. It's no longer accepted. It is against the law. So let's stand up together and empower women and give them the financial support they need to walk out of these situations. This is where it all goes down, CoffeeTalkWithSoy.com, your new morning show. Don't forget to download the app and stay connected by visiting the website at CoffeeTalkWithSoy.com. I appreciate you listening. Share this information with someone. Each one, teach one. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.